the Spurs foul. Should Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Bang! Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! Oh, the boom shakalaka gets me every single time. What's good, everyone? I am Matty G, also known as at NBA Wiz. Give us a like, a follow, and all the things on your social media. And this handsome bearded devil is Mr... Filthy IFS. What does the IFS stand for? Mm? Remind us. Inside Fantasy Sports, obviously, as you can see right up above us there. So, you know, you can always find me on the NBA or the AFL when it's in season. So I decided if I stick myself to just one thing, I'll put myself over everything. So, yeah, and always a pleasure being on with you, mate. With you too, Skitty. We should announce that this is actually, this is going to, we should make this announcement. You and I have, a, I haven't told you this yet. Mm-hmm. This is the announcement. This is how super secret this is. We have our weekly lineup for NBA. I'm literally going into the group chat now. We have our weekly lineup coming. We're going to be doing at least six pods a week. So you're going to get every single day from Monday right the way. I guess the week starts on a Sunday traditionally, and it goes all the way up until Saturday for us. One, We have got a show coming up called you The Weekend Heat Check. We're going to be making sure that we help you get over the line every single week. We're going to check in with you. We're going to heat check show, Skitty. We're going to call it The Heat Check. Love that, mate. Hopefully that's um, not on a Sunday or I will be hungover for majority of the days, but we'll see how we go. I mean, shit, maybe I'll be able to think a little bit better with uh, with a couple of frothies up me, so we'll see how we I, go. <laughs> that's think, awesome, I think, mate. I can't wait to crack in with you. What's that? Next, uh, mate, next week we start the, next, next week. It's, it's on from next shit. week. I'm we'll, we'll drop that on a Friday afternoon after looking at the games and drop it out to the world on a Saturday morning uh, oh, yeah. for our Friday night friends over in America and mm. on the Saturday. One of the big lineup that we'll be announcing on social media in the next week. But the big thing is we are announcing the third key to winning your league. Let's get straight to the shits because we've spoken about a bit of shit already. This one, build it right. Key three is build it right. Now, let's be honest. People are in a 12-team league. People are in a 14-team league. Or like us in iLeague, or we'd say out to those guys, a 20-man deep league. Build right. Um, I guess the thing is, is this a foundational stone, Skitty? What is a foundational player in your first round to you? Oh, mate, it just depends on what pick you really get. I mean, you can't really, you can't really go wrong in your first round. That's the main thing. Everyone will always be like, I have to take this player here to make the perfect build. See who can fall to you. Like, for example, what I've been loving right now is in a couple of drafts, I've had like, you know, that crap pick at like seven or so. I don't really like that spot, but this year I'm liking it. And it's one reason. And that's if Tyrese Halliburton falls to me at seven. The reason is because then I get my choice of the players that pair well with Tyrese in the next round earlier. Um, but again, like you can't really kill, like you can't really win your league from going over the top of who you want to take in the first round. You can definitely lose it. You know, if you come out and take someone like James Harden in the first round, then, you know, you're probably stuffed. So, um, but what I like to do is make sure that I get the right, like the player that I think is right for that pick. 
and then build my team around that. You've got to know what their strengths and weaknesses are. There's no point in trying to make a massive high free throw team with Giannis when you're looking at other teams that have got like Dame and Trey and this kind of stuff. And you're just like, well, you're not going to catch up no matter if you take, you know, free throws for the rest of the whole thing. They've got that much of a head start and you're missing out on the other categories that Giannis is good at. So you really got to know the players um, and what their statistical profile is to be able to give you the best chance of being able to win it. And I guess that goes back to you. I'm going to, t- I'm going to just go straight onto the whole narrative with James Harden right now, because this is, you may, I think you, you touched something right now, because there's a bit of draft hesitancy around James Harden. Mm. So if I look up James Harden and what he can do for you as a player, this is a guy who gives you elite assists. Mm. His, his assists are elite. It's the only thing that he does for you these days He's not scoring 30 points a game these days. He's not giving you the three volt, the point of the volume of threes even that he used to give you. His one statistical area that he shines on is assists. And look, on oh, free throw percentage as well. On and, right, and, and free throw percentage on a very yeah. good rate. But but his free throw percentage, it's it's good. It's 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 good. There's guys like Shea Gilgis Alexander who make it very good and make it elite. Guys like Steph Curry, better elite based on the volume. Where Shea is a better free throw shooter than James Harden. Don't even look at it analytics-wise. Like, it's just the volume that he brings to your team with how much he got to the line last year just buoys you. He was getting to the line like 10 free throws a game almost. You know what I mean? It was ridiculous. And if he buoys you up a little bit, he can outweigh that. And with Harden, we don't know what's going on with him at all, do we, Skitty? No, that's that's the main thing there. I mean, if he stays in Philly, yeah, he's going to be able to have uh, a good production output because, you know, he works well with Embiid. He knows the system. He's an extra year in. Yes, he's the extra year older, but he's still James Harden. He's still got the moves to be able to make it work. If he goes to the Clippers, though, then that's when it gets a little bit dicey just because you'll have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden who can all use the ball, but they're all going to be taking off each other's plates. Um, You know, yeah, so that's just where Harden gets a little bit iffy there, but, you know, if he's in the right area, he's obviously going to return close to second round value so and this is what we do say yeah it is a gamble this is what we say build it right so the first thing here is having foundational pieces that you want to make sure you're not going to lose your draft if you like go outside the top 25 guys like the first six are pretty much consensus you've got Jokic, you've got Embiid, you've got Halliburton as you said Shea Gildas Alexander, Curry Uh, guys like that are pretty much like the first consensus and then you start to move into other guys like Jason Tatum is up there and that lot of guys as well. Um, like I'm just going guys off the top of my head here. Like, like even look, Anthony Davis this season mm-hmm. is going to be a top eight, top nine kind of guy. Oh, so yeah. you can really go anywhere based on what they're very elite at. So when we talk mm-hmm. build it right, it's like how do you complement those pieces? So Skinny, mm-hmm. I guess the next question is, I guess advice-wise, is if you take someone who you're really happy with, let's say you're in the ninth pick and you take mm-hmm. Kevin Durant – or you've okay. taken Anthony Davis. Mm. How do you how do you t- change your tack from there? How do you draft accordingly to that foundational piece? Well, it depends on uh, also what other people have taken in that first round, and then the picks that are going before me, and who falls to me. Pro- like most of the time, you want to make sure that you either strengthen the categories that those players are already good at, or you strengthen yourself with another player that is good in another category to then be able to bolster later on down the track. With Anthony Davis, we know it can be points, rebounds, blocks. Um, he gets some steals as well, which is nice. Free throw percentage isn't great. Threes aren't great. But, you know, he can get some assists as well. It's just 
AD will be per game top 10 easily this year. No doubt about that. Um, it's just can his body keep it going for that amount of games? Um, and then it's and just we hope. We, oh, yeah, we, live in, we, we live in hope for these things, by the way. Like, this is not something that we're always saying, like, oh, he's going to break down again. Because you live in hope and you have to draft off that to start with. Like, he gives yeah. you good points. He gives you, like, he gives you a good volume of, like, he's a great rebounder. He gets you some steals. Like, he's good at steals. He's not great at steals, but he, he's yeah. good at steals too. So you can complement that. He's good for a center. How would you move to complement that, but also strengthen other areas in a round two at the tail end? Uh, it just depends where depends who falls to you though, Matty. Um, like especially with Anthony Davis, one thing that I would do, he doesn't have the nickname Data Davis for for no reason. It's because you're expecting him to get injured, and yeah. that's just what happens to him. You know, Augusta Wind can blow him over and he rolls his ankle. Oh, he's out for two games. Um, I would like to try and pair him with someone that is not as much of an injury risk to be able to counteract those games where he doesn't play. Um, I like to pair him with someone like Booker. Booker's a nice pairing for him just because the points stay high. Uh, Booker's, he has a pretty clean track record. I know it's hard as hell to yeah. be able to predict this stuff, but it's not like you're going out with someone that's already got a perceived injury where, you you know, you're not taking AD and then Kawhi straight away. Like, because we know Kawhi's going to miss a couple of games because he's just coming off of the meniscus injury. Um, so you don't want to have, like, your first two players that are at a complete injury risk to start off. Like, so that's, uh, a, that's I guess, the, that's a, the key point here we're trying to get to as well. If you're going to take a guy in the first round like a Anthony Data Davis, you mm-hmm. need to pair him up in the second round with a really <laughs> dependable, solid, the most probably – look, for example, Mikhail Bridges. Now, mm-hmm. if you could pair him for with Mikhail Bridges in the second round, it might be jumping early for that build. But if you're confident because Mikhail Bridges apparently is immune to every symptom of any disease in the planet and can play 82 games in the season, this might not be the year. He could play 80. He could play 76. But that's probably more historically than you're used to AD playing. Mikhail Bridges is very good at points, good at three-pointers. So he gets you some three-pointers that you didn't get from Anthony Davis to start with. Also, very good at the free throws. So he starts to mm. re-boy you up what you're losing out for Anthony Davis. Sure. But he's also be good at steals. So you're still feeding mm. that area of steals that Anthony mm. Davis is good at off the mm. get-go, which is something important. So when we're talking about building it right, it means complementary builds. How do you go with mm. drafting positionally there, Skitty? I, I, t- I tend not to worry about positionally until I get to probably about the seventh or eighth round where I'm kind of going, okay, I need this type of player because I feel like what I've done is – I always try and where I'm drafting from, if you don't get a point guard uh, with good assist to start with, mm-hmm. assists just fly off the board early. You know, yep. your high assist guys, where you're looking at a Halliburton, we're looking at... Um, Jokic. Jokic. Jokic like, yep, sorry, Jokic as yep. well. Uh, James Harden, Darius Garland, Trey Lamello Young. Lamello Ball, Ball in the first round. All, and, yeah. all these guys are going first round. And then it's very hard to find those big assists later on unless you're looking at Chris Paul in like the 70s or so. Um, so I look for that. And um, and then like those complementary centres to that kind of build comes later on down the track. You're looking at your Nurkic's, um, a little bit of like Wendell Carter Jr., um, like they, Vucevic around the 50s. These kind of players can generate like four or, four or five assists. Um, so I kind of like look at them there. I feel like... What I've noticed is a lot is what I'm doing is 
uh, when I get to like the 60s or 70s or so, I have like no forwards. Like small forwards and power forwards are just a pain in the ass to find where I've been drafting from when you get around that area. So um, it's you you got to do these, like, you know, that's why you're listening to our mock drafts and you can take down, hey, look, in this area, this is where we're not seeing a lot of this. This is where we're not seeing a lot of that. It's like when you get from when that first center with blocks comes off the board, when Claxton or Kessler or Turner or Mobley comes off the board, they go off like bang, 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 bang. And then you sit there and go, shit, I don't have any blocks. Um, I guess I'll take Dan Gaffin at 80. Like that's your next one to go to. Um, Yeah. So these are the. And I think think you're right there. And I want to touch on that. The blocks category, it dries up. You touched on some of those names there. That dries up like super quickly. And we've now seen that if you're in a draft and Victor Wenbenyama is somehow still there in your third round, someone has not been watching the NBA preseason and jumped on the two-two hype train because he is now going at the beginning of second rounds in drafts all over the place that I've seen this week. And people are trying to ride that curtails. Like, yeah, I drafted Wenbenyama. But okay, that's great. It's probably still being aggressively overdrafted at this point. Yes. And it's not to, I'm not like a non believer in Wembanyama. I think he's very good, but he's still a rookie and you have to deal with the inefficiencies of a rookie at the end of the day. He's probably going to get you like elite level blocks. So and you guys, he's a fucking guys, alien. He's so big. <laughs> Again, the images of him just putting his hands up over people's, I never want to play basketball again. I can't shoot through you. Please step aside. That steal that he did, I forgot who, uh, Rockets oh, maybe, where he stole it the from Rockets the three-point line while still guarding someone else. Yeah, absolutely stuff. That is and then he nutmegged, And then he nutmegged the guy just to be like, oh, look, I got the steal. Oh, that went between your legs. Don't play in the NBA anymore. Let me just go up and – I swear to God, the foul committed on Bassey at the other end was just like, we just can't have this highlight finish and yeah. score. Which is someone tackle someone, please. Look, it was on Reggie Bullock. His knees are screwed. He's about 40 years old, but still it was fucking impressive. So I'll give a hats off to Webby. Well played, good sir. Can't wait to watch you actually play because this is preseason. Here's Victor Webby. Here's to you, Victor. Damn. Damn, can't wait to see it. I should bought some. I should bought some French for the for the occasion. But look, yeah, you talk about it there. So when we say build it right is the advice. No, if you're going to be chasing blocks later on, you need to build right if you want to get blocks or be competitive on blocks. There's only a certain amount of guys that are elite. We're talking guys like, okay, I'm looking at, like, okay, so we just mentioned Victor, uh, Walker Kessler, you mentioned, you mentioned yeah. Nick Claxton, uh, Jaron Jackson, Jackson Jr., obviously, yeah. we're going to talk about guys. Anthony Davis is very good with blocks. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mobley, Lopez, like Mobley uh, Mitchell Robinson, mm-hmm. Gafford, Pazingas, uh, like yeah. just the name starts, to, but after then, You've got guys, I look, even Gobert isn't getting them to the same volume that he used to. Yeah. Guys like Embiid are pretty good, but it starts to drop off at about 15, 20 guys. Now, if yeah. everyone in your league is trying to take at least one good one and you're in a 12-team league, that doesn't mean there's a lot of blocks to go around in that elite kind of... Or, yeah. Look, elites off the board within like six guys. Six or seven guys in your league are going to have elite blocks with one dude. Like if they're getting down a Walker Kessler in their league straight away and they add one other guy, like even a Chet Holgren, they're pretty much going to win blocks almost every single week, you'd argue, because the guys who get them in the same volume, they can draft, they, they can get a guy who's getting a couple of shots off the waiver wire, Skitty. Hmm. You said about assists. Who do you reckon are the best assist players if you want to target those early on in the NBA? Yeah, so 
when you look at him, it's obviously Tyrese Halliburton. Um, he's the main man in the first round that is going, you know, for assist-wise. Um, then you've got James Harden in the second round. I mean, Dame's okay. Uh, Jokic, obviously, a one, but, you know, that's just if you get the first pick, you're taking Jokic. So, Which you are having my you have in my league. So if we, we going to stream that, Skitty, by the way? I thought we might get some... To, actually. Yeah, I, I actually I would love it. it's my ca- it's it's my cash league. It's it's the ten year anniversary yeah. of it. So yeah, we'll Sunday, get some lads yeah. in on that Sunday. Yeah, Sunday two yeah. o'clock our time. So I just thought we'd, we'd throw the stream open and and go yeah. nuts live. Let's do it. Let the viewers see what we actually do in an actual cash league and uh, when we had a couple of froffies. So that sounds pretty good to me, Because we mention cash league all the time and how it's different and like we're doing mocks and whatever. But this is guys that we know, and there's bragging rights on these dudes. Like, so, and they're mates. Like, these are, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I can't wait to get stuck into that. But as you were saying, sorry, with the uh, assist. Assist. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, in the first round, you've got Hallie and Jokic. Um, They're the main two there. Second round, late second round, there's Harden. Early second round, there's Trey Young. We've got LaMelo Ball in the first. We've got Garland, who's going anywhere from third to fifth, I guess. Um, you can throw in Sabonis there as well in the second yeah, round. 100%. Um, guys like Scoot as a rookie this year has a chance to be that. Luca is obviously going to pass the ball a lot, he's very heliocentric in the bailout. Guys like Scoot, mm-hmm. like he's going to get you point Booker. What are your thoughts on point Booker this season? And guys like Tyus Jones and True Holiday, who are traditionally good passers of the ball. So, yeah, so there's the difference with what you just said there with Tyus Jones and Booker and Dame and, and such, right? They can get you those 10 assists, but they're going to average out to about, you know, six-ish, seven-ish. But Halliburton, Jokic, uh, Harden are all going about 10. Darius Garland, Trey That's Young are about high eights. So there's a massive drop-off between there. But then you could also look at, you know, Ben Simmons, Westbrook and yeah. um, Doncic in this one where... They get you great assists, but then they're very much a negative in free throw percentages. Um, so then it hurts you in that um, aspect. And you, and Luca is going to be one of the first guys off your draft board. So you're not going yeah, to be right. getting that. If, if you're not in the first five guys, you're not going to get Luca this season. Like no, probably, no. probably like if, if you, if your Luca is still on your board at six, look, I'm not a massive like advocate of, of Luca. I, look, I, I see the merit in him, obviously, as an excellent basketball player. But there's other guys that I just like to round my team out. And with Kyrie there, I think it just dings him a little. Look, there's a whole thing about it. But but you got to get these early, Skitty. Like, you've yeah. got to get those guys early because then they're off the board and then you're pandering for assists. Because like you said, guys like Tyrese, Trey Young, uh, James Harden, LaMelo Ball, even Chris Paul. But Chris Paul is a 70s guy. But yeah. if they're in the first 30, like that's Tyrese, Trey, Harden, Jokic, and LaMelo. It's first two rounds, they're done. Yeah, Sabon- Sabonis. 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 And, Sabonis. And Fred Van and and that's a Yeah, and that's a, and LeBron's drifting down as well. So, yeah, and that's yeah. pretty much that's pretty much about it, unless you can oh, – I guess Cade's going pretty high, but you don't know what's going to happen there just with yeah. coming back from the injury. But, yeah, as I said, so it's um, my main ones to watch when I'm – going into my first round that are probably the easiest to punt and make a build around not having them is points, assists, and blocks. They're the three that you can look out for and go, okay, I'm starting to move into this team where a lot of people have taken blocks. I didn't get any stuff. It. I'm not winning them anyway. If you yeah. say a guy that comes out and takes Jaron at pick two with 
Porzingis or Claxton or Kessler or something like that. They're obviously going for blocks. You go, well, no, 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 no. I don't need, I don't need blocks. If you are going for assists and you see, you know, you've missed on a couple of big assist guys and these other guys got two of them in the first two rounds, you go, yeah, shit, that's, um, that's not looking uh, too good. Uh, we might stay clear of that because there's nothing wrong with punting a category. But you've got to make sure you make up for it in the other categories and make the right picks at the right time later on down the draft. Because in the, uh, I have five drafts that I'm currently, cash drafts that I'm currently doing right now. And I think I've punted blocks in four of them just because I. They go out the window? They, they go off way too early for where I would like to take them. But then you just got to make sure that you get the positions that you need that give you the. Um, like give you the pluses in the other categories. Like for example, if I've punted blocks, I found myself getting um, Nurkic or um, Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, for the to fill the center position, or Vucevic to fill the center position because they're not very good blocks players. What are they good at? They're very good at rebounds, and they can get some assists. Then they can get some steals, but they keep their field goal percentage high. And as long as I void my free throw percentage, they're not going to kill me. Not to say those players do anyway, but yeah. these are the things you're going to be looking out for. You've got to keep yourself nimble when you're drafting. You've got to be paying attention. A big one as well is pay attention to the other teams that they've drafted. I always have a little notebook and I write down, okay, this team, this team, this team, this team, pick team, pick team, pick team, pick team. And you can kind of see where they're, you know, what type of build they're kind of going for or where they're lacking that you can then try and take advantage of. That's why we always recommend fantasy scores because you just punch it straight in and they tell you exactly that. You don't have to do any of the thinking. All you got to do is just put the players in and they go, yep, they're struggling here. Sweet, no worries. I can beat them with that. And who cares if I lose one category? I only have to win five to win a week. So There you go. And that keeps you boring. You win the five, win the five, win the five, getting some sixes, getting some sevens on along the way. Helps to take you to the top of your table. Make sure you lock down yourself a top eight position. And again, you did say fantasy scores. Make sure if you haven't subscribed yet, Two fantasy scores, jump online, five US dollar discount if you use the promo code, five bucks off the price if you use the promo code insight to use that. And as you said, Skitty, this is why we're talking to the advice about build it right. Like just know, like build it right is know who else is building and what they're building around. Like you said, yeah. if there's a couple of guys there who have taken blocks off the board for you, you're not going to be able to chase them. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Just yeah. stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Thank you, TLC, for that wonderful classic musical moment. Because at the end of the day, if you start chasing oh, really? that late on in, thank you. If you start chasing that late on, you'll be absolutely buggered. Like they're gone. Yeah. They're out the door. You, but you need to fill your team. So when I'm saying build it right and our advice is to build it right, make sure you know what categories that who you are drafting is elite on and what you're chasing. Make sure you're staying up to date throughout your drafts. In Look, in fan tracks, it's really easy. They have the images and the players that are there. In Yahoo, you have to set that a little bit differently. ESPN again is a little bit harder again. You can go to like draft, draft results and actually bring up a pretty much a replica in Yahoo of the of the fan tracks method. So you can actually track the names and you can just see them all there at once instead of having to scroll up and down. That's a really good time saver because mm-hmm. then you can start to just follow that column straight down and see, oh, someone's taken Victor Wenbanyama in the second round. Oh, they got value with Walker Kessler in the fourth round. Who the mm-hmm. fuck else did they draft? Holy mm-hmm. shit. They've got Nikola Jokic. So they've got some guys who are going to get blocks off the board straight away. And it's coming back to their pick around the turn. You're like, oh my God, they've just taken, they've managed to pick up, let's say, a, a 
Mark Williams or someone, another center later on. You know that they're trying to lock down rebounds. You know they're trying to lock down that. Don't try and win. The key here is be competitive, but don't try and win it against the big dogs. Beat them in other categories. Yeah, bingo. That's it. That's how you that's how you win your league. That's how you help to win your yeah. league. You're not going to chase those blocks and get that one category. There's eight others. They're probably going to be low on turnovers as well, to be fair. Yeah. But these guys don't like spill the ball up much. Yeah. No? Yeah, no, you're absolutely spot on there. I mean, yeah, high blocks normally indicates high rebounds and low turnovers. So what that's three. What are they going to have for the rest of them though? I mean, high field goal percentage as well, probably. You know, they kind of go along with big men because they don't shoot threes and they're and, the there's, and there's four, and there's four. Yeah. So field goal percentage, blocks, rebounds, and turnovers. You're smoked. Yeah, now if they've got Jokic. They've got pretty. They're they're pretty going to be good at a at a. They're going to have a solid foundation for assists if they had the first pick, yeah. for example. Doesn't matter though. It doesn't matter. How have you built out assists for the rest of your draft? Because Claxton ain't ditching that ball out much. Neither is yeah. Walker Kessler. Where have no. you got guys that can help to complement? So you're looking to get against those builds. What are you looking for? Steals. Assists, three yeah. points made, uh, free throw points. percentage, and points. And there is your five. You only uh, need to oh. win the five. And they get four, you get the win for the week, and it helps to just chip along, chip along, chip along, chip along. But again, if you're competitive, the next time you come up a guy who's got a similar build, who doesn't have the same level of blocks, and you've got a couple of great blockers, let's say you've got Nick Claxton in your team. Let's say you managed to pick up Claxton and, and Chet. That's mm-hmm. a week you might win blocks in. And you might be more competitive in rebounds that week. So you need to be competitive across your league when we say build it right, because that is going to be the key to you winning your league. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. And then obviously attack the waiver wire with the things that you need. You know, if you're punting something, then you obviously don't need to be looking at as many players as um, as the other people do. So, you know, you can narrow your choice down. You find the right matchup, who they're playing, you know, if they're Coming up against, uh, let's say, the Pistons or something like that, you go, well, shit, they're going to have a pretty easy time if they're a big man because if you're versing James Wiseman, uh, you're probably going to dominate. So, um, yeah, there's and then there's an easy pickup for you. You know, there's there's a few guys that, you know, you can look at off the wave wire to get your rebounds or get your blocks or something like that. Like if, um, for example, if you need rebounds um, and the Bulls are playing um, – the Pistons, oh, Andre Drummond going to feast. Even if he plays 10 minutes, he'll still almost get you eight rebounds. So, you know, there's guys there that can do the specific category that you need. You just look at it and go, bada bing, bada boom. Thank you very much. I'm and pretty sure you can do that in fantasy scores too, actually. They can, you uh, can help can to target waiver wires and pickups in there as well. And you also, it's, it's fantastic, especially if you use the promo code Insight, hint, hint. But you know what they also count? just in general, not in your league, is getting blocked by the rim like Andre Drummond did today. Um, shacked it up right royally. Uh, Skinny, thank yeah. you so much. The key, build it right. No, Make sure you know your build. Make sure you know what you are elite in off the rip for your first two or three rounds as you are foundational. Make sure that you are then do not go chasing waterfalls or we call them categories in fantasy basketball, but don't go chasing those Six ones. Six of them rivers, baby. Six of them rivers <laughs> in your lakes. Make sure you feast, but don't neglect anything. Build a team that's well-rounded because what you want to be is competitive against everybody every week. That's me. That's Skitty. This is Inside NBA. Make sure you like and subscribe. We'll see you soon, folks.